home of Philadelphia Eagles football. WENJ, WENJ HD, Millville Atlantic City, 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. All right, final hour of the show. It's a Tuesday with Thompson. The PT's here. We'll have a little fun with that. Of course, as always, it's brought to you by GMS Law. Make the right call. Four convenient locations to serve you online, gmslaw.com. Mike Gill, at Mike Gill Show on Twitter. Hunter Brody, at Broads81. Josh Henning producing today's show. You out there, it's a Tuesday with Thompson. Pete Thompson is in the house, baby! Eagles and Seahawks getting ready for that Thanksgiving. You know PT's a big Thanksgiving guy. I can see that. Yeah, baby. PT, what are the Thanksgiving plans? Give me the uh, tryptophan and the pumpkin pie. Uh, I can't eat as much as I used to, but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, normally Thanksgiving plans would be going to a high school football game, right? But uh, I believe the weather's a little iffy. I know they're restricting attendance. Yes, I did get into Holy Spirit last Friday night for that game. Of course, I got in. but And I know I did not take anyone's seat before you say that, but uh, I would imagine that um, I'll probably uh, stay at home uh, Thanksgiving morning, and then uh, venture out to get some food. We're getting uh, some food from a uh, local establishment, so it uh, should be a nice time. So you have no, like, uh, big Thanksgiving plans? You're adhering to all the COVID restrictions? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, we're, first of all, our group is three, right? So we're, uh, we're socially distancing and not keeping into a big number. That's uh, number one. Number two, you got to keep in mind that for 27 Thanksgivings in a row, I was always shooting a high school football game or multiple high school football games somewhere. So in this case, this is only, what, a 19, 20, now 21. This is, or 19 and 20, that's just only my third or second Thanksgiving where I really am not required to be anywhere. What you guys take for granted and you've been doing for years, the PT is finally getting to enjoy. Hey, Pete Thompson, Require, you may have forgotten, but advance. I've called a game on Thanksgiving, including this Thanksgiving, for about yeah, 20 Harry years. Harry does all. Harry Hurley does all the heavy lifting. You're just there for the uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. I mean, uh, you don't really do any work on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, calling the whole play-by-play by myself. That's really easy. PT, you should see the face <laughs> I mean, of Mike Gill right about? now. He is just disgusted in your response. I love it. I love that I can piss him in off. Fact, that is the reason. In fact, I talked to Harry. You're so much fun. I talked to Harry today, actually, and to his credit, because I said, look, there's COVID. Are they going to be another game? I haven't called a game from inside a press box all year long. We have not been allowed in any press box. The magic of radio, yes, right. I know that. So we're doing the game on Thanksgiving at Holy Spirit, and I said to Harry, you know, hey, it's going to be tight up there. Are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. And he said to me, worst case scenario, I will leave the box because it's it, you're, you do the game. You're It's your game. Whoa, wow. What an all Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, and listen, it's dry. Meanwhile, all, I, I don't, he asked me to do the game. I, he nicely said, look, it's his game. He has asked me to do the game for the last however many years I've done it. I've done games for years before that. We used to do other games. But he asked me a couple of years ago if I wanted to start doing this game, and I've done it with him for years. But 
I was re- ready to say, look, I don't need to do the game. If you don't need me to do the game. But he <laughs> nicely said, no, if anybody's going to be in that press box, it's going to be you. Not like you, Pete, well, who I, are throwing I out young kids and stealing tickets from people when there's only 150 spectators true. and you're taking that their tickets. That is not true. You just keep running that false narrative. You know, I'm going to call you mainstream media, false fake news. <laughs> Whoa, PT, not going down true. that wow. route. Whoa. PT, I didn't. Wow. I didn't take anybody's ticket. I didn't take anybody's ticket at St. Augustine. I didn't take anybody's ticket at Holy Spirit. Well, how many? Okay, let's let's me. break this down real quick. How many people are allowed in there? A hundred and fifty. You're telling me there wasn't a hundred and fifty-one person who would have rather been there other than you? That one hundred and fifty-one person was uh, on the fence underneath the scoreboard, looking right through, probably at a better angle than I did. Plus, maybe their feet were drier. You know, it's a so lot now he's complaining over by the baseball field. No, I'm not complaining. I'm telling the reality of what it is. I'm a moron, and I forgot. You know, I've been covering games of Holy Spirit since two thousand and four. You'd think in sixteen years I'd remember that even if it was dry like the Sahara Desert all week, there's still going to be areas of that field that are going to be damp. <laughs> and so my dumbass went there with regular shoes on, and by Halftime, they were up 14 nothing. My feet were wet. The PT was cold. I checked out. See ya. Exit. Stage right even. Right. And there's probably someone who said, man, I would have stayed there the whole game, but that guy took my ticket. That's not true. I didn't have a ticket. You can't take somebody's ticket if I didn't use a ticket. You're trying to get my goat. Well, I think you're – but your media is included in the only 150 people allowed in. Yeah, but listen, they didn't have a guy out there with a little silver counter in like a bar going 149. Oh, so now you're, you're saying they're it. breaking the rules. I see what you've done no, here. You threw I'm Holy Spirit right under the bus. The rules. No, no, I'm not throwing anybody <laughs> under the bus. God, peace be with you and also with you. All just to let yourself in. See how selfish this man is? It really is unbelievable. Oh, PT, God. what would you like to talk about today? I know I'd it's like not to this. Go back to the picture of Gil's rocket soccer robots, because that's what I feel like the start of this segment is. No, I saw your guy's poll. I thought that was interesting. We could pivot into that, you know, of which front office do you trust the most. And uh, it's funny because instinctually my I would lean toward Daryl Morey because, you know, I mean, the guy's done it before. He's trustworthy. He's loyal. He's the one that gets it done. But yeah, I like that Chuck Fletcher is getting some uh, getting some recognition too. Because I mean, at least until he screws it up. Well, here's the thing, okay? And I and I had said Fletcher's interesting because he got Minnesota to like he's got the Flyers to this point. The problem he had in Minnesota was when he got them to the point is when he also put them in a bad spot. So now he has this Flyers to this point. His next move is either the one that puts him over the top or puts them in a bad spot. That's where they are at right now. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I think that's an excellent point. You know, he, he's, he's got the right coach in place. He had the team buying in. He was doing everything he could to wedge in the right puzzle pieces with the uh, cap restrictions that he had to, to start with. But, yeah, you're right. What happened to him in Minnesota is that he went a little cap crazy, and then he really handcuffed him. And, listen, anybody in Philadelphia uh, who knows a uh, lick or two about the, the state of the hockey program – he was a great player and a decent coach, Paul Holmgren, but he handicapped that team. He handcuffed that team for a long time with some of the deals that he handed out. And so if Fletcher can make the right moves and not screw it up, uh, they'll be all right. But, yeah, we're still sort of in a wait-and-see game there. Meanwhile, on that football team, I mean, where do you want to start there, right? I, look, The odd I part about this poll, Pete, is 
There's mm-hmm. one guy on that list who has won. There's one team on that list that has won a Super Bowl with the current front office in place, and yet they have the least amount of trust of them all. Well, and that makes sense because it's, it, the NFL is a not-for-long league, like Jerry Glanville once said in that NFL Films clip, right? It also could be a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately, right? So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is what has Doug done for us lately except piss us off and drive us crazy? What has Howie Roseman done for us lately except pass up Justin Jefferson and every time we see DK Metcalf catch a ball, you think, my God, can this guy even evaluate talent at all? You know, it drives you crazy. So, I mean, where do you where do you put your ire right now? Uh, the one person that I wouldn't blame coming out of that Browns game is Jim Schwartz in the defense. I, I didn't. I thought the defense kept him in it, and it was another winnable football game. And once again, Carson Wentz awful, Doug Peterson awful, and the talent level on the field awful. I heard you going at it last night, MG, with a caller who was trying to tell you something about the receivers blow, and you're like, but, and he's like, but they stink, and you're like, but, you know. And you were throwing good points back at them, too. But the bottom line is they just don't have enough talent to be scary. The vanilla, the offense is too vanilla. It's absolutely predictable and boring. And they wasted a pick, at least it appears right now, on Jalen Hurts. I'm a little disappointed you breezed right over the Flyers to that extent. I had some great prospects I wanted to bring up, but we'll continue with the football <laughs> talk. Uh, would you – I'll ask you two questions here. They kind of go hand-to-hand. Would you – Sit Wentz. Now, I'm not saying like long term, but just to hold him accountable. And would you think about stripping Doug Peterson's play calling? Uh, I would sit Wentz. I'm all for that. I absolutely think that. And, and so, I mean, then you get into the whole theories that are starting to bubble out about like, is Doug being told that he has to play Wentz? Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think Doug is an ex quarterback you know, feels like uh, Carson's the guy and and you have to run him out there and he can play his way out of it. I don't see that happening. To me, it's like they've given him plenty of opportunities to play his way or game plan or scheme or film his way out of it. So I would sit him. You know, I would throw the other guy in. What the hell could it do worse? I mean, the, the guy is absolutely awful right now, Carson Wentz, with all his issues. So hold him accountable for his mistakes. Show the rest of the team that you're holding the quarterback accountable. There's no Jordan rules. There's no Wentz rules. We're not letting this guy get away with mediocre play, right? And then what was the second half of that again about uh, Doug and uh, – Yeah, stripping, his, oh, stripping oh, the, the play calls. Play yeah, I mean, so who are you going to give it to? You're going to give it to Press Taylor? Rich Gangarello is the name that keeps getting thrown out there. Why? Why? What the hell is Rich going to do that Doug can't do? Screw it up. I mean, you only have – look, is is Rich Gangarello the reason that um, you have out uh, Alshon Jeffrey stinking? Absolutely. I mean, that's just a waste of a pick out there. Throw John Hightower out if you're going to throw that guy out because he's not doing anything right now. I mean, and so I don't think there's some savior out there. I don't think you – uh, there's anybody on the current staff that's going to be able to call plays innovatively or do something. That said, it would send a nice message to your fan base if you did something. Well, they did something last year. They fired Mike Groh, and it seemed to uh, not jive with your head coach, right? I mean, sometimes I feel 100%. like the, the, the fans just want team to do something just to do something, and being irrational um, – you know, they, what's this phrase? If you listen to the fans, you're going to be ended up sitting with them. I feel like the Eagles, since they've won that Super Bowl, have had rabbit ears all of a sudden. Like, they're just like, let's just do knee-jerk reaction stuff. One of the things that made Lori a good owner, I feel like, is he wanted that stability. He wanted that long-term guy. He wanted the long-term coach and quarterback. And now it's like, 
you know, we're asking him to be a little irrational. Yeah, and I understand that phrase. I've heard that before. You know, the quickest way to get a seat in the stands is to, to adhere to their wishes. You know, but there's so much evidence of things that they've done wrong, decisions. They they kept Alshon Jeffrey uh, active the entire time or with the ability to come back. They were wasting a roster spot as every week came up with some new, oh, I got a hangnail. Sorry, can't play. You know, I mean, obviously, Carson Wentz well, now with the Well, let me ask you this. What if part of that was they were trying to trade him and they couldn't trade him while he was on the injured list? Well, I would counter that by saying they didn't trade him. So then yeah. at the end of the day, if they, they traded him, then I know. It, it wasn't teams, successful, but, but at the end of the day, through that. Oh, sure, but I'm saying if he's on the injured list, it's not even a possibility. If he's healthy or if he's on the, if he's not on the injured list, it's at least an option for you to try to make calls. If somebody else, you know, lost a receiver, got How hurt. That phone call go. Hey, XYZ NFL team, do you want the guy yeah. that was a little B and ratted out our quarterback to Josina Anderson and is a locker room cancer and everybody knows it? Do you want that guy? Just give us a fourth-round pick and you can have him. I don't know, but uh, Deion Sanders is saying hello? that somebody else hello? in that locker room is uh, saying some things, and I'm wondering uh, who that might be. What, what, what is Deion Sanders saying there? Apparently he's saying inside that locker room there's people saying um, – that uh, go ahead. Yeah, no. Essentially, I'm just going to paraphrase here because I don't have it up right in front of me. But Deion Sanders is saying that inside the Eagles locker room, there's people saying like, "Hey, just because you made a mistake with Carson Wentz's contract, it doesn't mean that you need to keep him out there. He's not the guy right now." So essentially, somebody inside that locker room is discussing the issue at quarterback. Not which, surprising, but who is? Which is weird that it's coming from Deion Sanders. Like, what ties does he have, you know, to this organization? Yeah, that, that's the question mark. It was easy to kind of figure out Josina Anderson to Alshon Jeffrey when that leak came out, you know. And then here's the thing, okay? You know, when the ship is going down and things are going poorly, right, then all of a sudden plug one hole and you find three or four more leaks, right? The more that they continue to lose, the more that they continue to play inept, the more that they continue to – I mean, what, what were they on third down on Sunday? What are they now, like uh, – two for 12 or something like that, or whatever the third down ratio was. I know they were 0 for 9 in the game before that. The more that they continue to make mistakes, the more that you're going to have some in-house uh, rumblings. And that's only natural. My problem is, is if that's coming out and the players are talking about it, like, why are you still playing that guy? Then you really have a major problem on your hands. And the, and the Eagles are tone deaf to the fact that even the, their own players in the locker room are asking you, to, they were two for twelve on third down on Sunday against the Browns. They're asking you to to make a change. I mean, look, especially in a game like that, guys. What was the problem? I mean, do I think Jalen Hurts is a world class quarterback? Absolutely not. But good lord, it's raining sideways. Once is playing stupid again. You don't have a lot of talent. You were moving the ball effectively until Myers Miles Sanders coughed it up. Why not use a quarterback that has the ability to run? Let him start using his legs a little bit, and then maybe that opens up the tight end game. Maybe that opens up a receiver who previously was standing there like a GD statue. I'm talking to you, Alshon Jeffrey. I got the quote here, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, here we go. It says, you have some guys in the locker room saying, hey, man, this ain't working, partner. You could at least give the other kid a shot because this ain't working. He is not the guy. You can't just try to justify it because you made a mistake and paid him a ton of money, which you are going to get out of that contract as soon as you can. But you got to be able to salvage that team in a horrific division that you can probably still win. You got to get away from that kid. 
So that's kind of what. Wow. And what bug do you, what bug do you war guys? Was it the interception when Jeffrey didn't really like, you know, jump for it the right way. And it was now to, and just to, just to clarify the other one where he missed Rager. Yeah, real quick, just to clarify, the only part that was stated was in the locker room was, hey, man, this ain't working, partner. You can at least give the other kid a shot because this ain't working. That's what was said in the actual locker room. The other stuff that I mentioned at the end was Deion Sanders. Just to clarify. I thought Deion Sanders left that network. How's he still making news in South Philadelphia? I thought he's going to coach a college team. What the well, hell he does a podcast on uh, Barstool. Yeah, that's where this came from. Hmm. Now, did you right, hear well. now, PT? Did you hear the Chris Long stuff? No, lay, lay that on me. Now, Long, who is uh, his own podcast as well, he said, "Quote: Carson is absolutely to blame for his mistakes. He needs to fix them. He needs to be smarter with the football. He needs to be less stubborn. He knows that. I think until he makes these mistakes, until something clicks, and then he went on to say that." The owner, Jeffrey Lurie, essentially likes Carson Wentz and that that's why the contract was essentially signed because Lurie likes Wentz. Great. Well, that's just outstanding. I mean, you know, why don't we just get Daniel Snyder to come on this team then? The owner should not be dictating who starts at quarterback, god dang it. That, that's it what, that's where, owner. like, for years and years and years, I feel like we felt the Eagles had stable ownership where he stayed out of it. And I feel like in the last couple of years, maybe since that Super Bowl, that we've been hearing more and more, you know, there's been some rumblings that it was Jeffrey Lurie who liked J.J. Arthego Whiteside, not so much Howie Roseman. Now we're hearing this, you know, that Jeffrey, this is the quote. I think, for one, Doug acknowledging that Hurts doesn't necessarily look any better, but more importantly, Jeffrey Lurie loves Carson, and I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong, but the owner likes the quarterback. And I think Doug likes the quarterback, but I don't know what Doug thinks. If Doug plays favorites with Carson, I don't know if Jim Schwartz likes Carson. I don't know if Howie likes Carson at this juncture. I don't talk to these people, okay, but the owner likes Carson. Mm, mm. Well, the owner also liked Jason Peters, and he was dog dirt awful. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. Of course, he likes collecting the paycheck, but, you know, he's tarnishing his reputation, Jason Peters is. He should have just walked off the field and said, sorry, guys, I don't have it anymore. I'm done. Where do I leave? Exit. Let me ride home with the team, but then I'm done. I mean, that guy is toast. He doesn't have anything left. And by the way, to talk about Wentz, did you see how long he held on to the ball before he got hit on that first interception? When he got hit, did you see how long Denzel Ward was the guy that hit him? They, they did. Of course, they have stats for everything. He held the ball for 3.49 seconds before he got lit up uh, trying to uh, get rid of the ball, and the ball went up like a helium balloon. You know what I mean? Like, and that was guy. That was my guy. Taki Taki, you know. Yes, I'll have a side of Taki Taki pick six. I mean, and, and all Eagles Nation groans. Uh, that's unacceptable. You're in your fifth in a reigning sideways game where you really shouldn't be throwing the ball that much anyway. You miss Rager and you hold on to it for almost three and a half full seconds. You're going to have something bad happen there. And that's just an inexcusable mistake. Uh, I do want to read one more quote from the Chris Long. What's that pocket? The Green Light Yeah, podcast. that's his own personal pod. He says, and right now, if I'm the owner, I'm looking down and saying, what happened to my MVP, Right. Because he was on an MVP track in 2017. He hasn't looked the same. If it's just injury, it's just injury. But you can also, 
You also just paid him in 2019, a year and a half ago. You broke him off to be the quarterback of the future, and now you can't get anything out of him. You see what I'm saying? He says Carson is absolutely to blame for these mistakes. He needs to fix them. He needs to be smarter with the football. He needs to be less stubborn. He knows that. I think until he makes these mistakes, until something clicks, be more decisive. But something's going on, whether it's schematic, physical, or it's just the personnel where it's a train wreck. You just paid him a year ago. So either acknowledge that you made a huge mistake or that you're not getting everything that you're getting out of this quarterback. Yeah, I mean, one or the other. Look, I, amen to that. Preach it, Chris Long. You know, you no longer work for Ooh. that team. Speak speak the truth. Let it out there. And not for nothing, but if there's somebody there right now, like you, you take one or two schools of thought. There's too many ki- cooks in the kitchen, and none of them are helping, right? But then the other one is, do they just have the right cook, or did they just bring in a bunch of voices that don't really discipline or have any impact with Wentz? It goes in one ear and out the other. I want to know, in 2017, did Frank Reich and John Filippo specifically, because Filippo spent the most one-on-one time with him, did they put a boot up his butt when he'd make a mistake, run that over again? again yell at him hold him accountable that's the biggest problem i don't think carson wentz is accountable and if he's not accountable who cares how many interceptions i'm throwing as long as i go out and say yes i have to be do i have to do better there i gotta do a better job there i gotta make a better read there i'm not sure what happened there i don't care what a stupid excuse is the guy is absolutely screwing up i mean i i can't believe that 18 of his turnovers four lost fumbles in addition to the 14 interceptions have turned into 44 points you want to zero in on something that's contributing to the Eagles' losses, 18 turnovers from your franchise quarterback, four lost fumbles, 14 interceptions, and that's 44 points for the opponents. That's your big stat. Pete Thompson, Tuesday with Thompson, right here on the Sports Best, with a lot of uh, passion today. So once I'm annoyed with this team. Now I don't have to stay up for the second half unless they're winning, of course. But I, I mean, you know, I don't have. Look, I got to. Five a.m. comes really early. Thank you, Eagles. Thank you for absolutely stinking. Thank you, Eagles, for helping us season ticket holders save our money and not go to the bleeping Seahawks game. Because first we were pissed at the governor and the mayor. Now we're not pissed at anybody. We're, we consider it a blessing. Thank God. All we have to do is watch this crap instead of actually go and pretend like we're cheering for it. Yeah. Pete Thompson, one stays, one goes. Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. Who stays, who goes for the PT? I'm going to have to go with Wentz now. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with Wentz. Uh, I, I don't think the guy, the, the, the numbers and, and the logic and everything that dictates what he's done, I still think Doug can coach. And I use that as based on last year when he coached a bunch of scrubs and a bunch of losers. Uh, to a nice finish. I still think that Doug can coach football, but Doug can't play quarterback anymore, and it's the quarterback that's the biggest problem for me. So if you had to pick, if I had to pick one, eleven goes, the coach stays. Well, if you're basing it off of last year, then you would look at Wentz and say this guy can still play the quarterback position. That was last year, Wentz. Well, I haven't uh, seen uh, Doug has been just uh, as bad as Wentz this year. So I, if you're using any logic on this year, they they both stink, and I don't want either of them. But yeah, but you have to choose one. Well, it's Wentz. Play, play by I'm the rules. Wentz. He said you have to choose one. Easy, Wentz. You're keeping Wentz. And Gil, break the tie. Who are you? Oh, keeping? I know where he's the going. Quarterback it's, or the no, coach? Of course, he's going with he's keeping Doug. I'm keeping Howie. What is, what is he? <laughs> of course, he is. <laughs> I was going to say, what is he? Who does Valpo? Yeah. You answered for him for. <laughs> well, because we've been screaming all day long. Oh, yeah, no, I, I look. I don't think Doug's done a great job with this particular <laughs> team, uh, or Carson for that matter, but. 
I, I feel like um, there's plays to be made. They're just not being made. I mean, you get – if Jared Goff is running this offense, we're not having this conversation. I mean, Goff's not great, but he's able to make these throws at Carson for whatever reason – is just flat-out missing. Can Doug do a better job with Carson? Sure, but it shouldn't have to come down to that when I'm talking about – I'm not asking him to, 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 to break a molecule here, just throw a five-yard pass, let the guy catch it, turn up the field, and get some yards. If you can't do that, I, I, I'm having problems. That's all. Golf would be horrendous in this year's offense. I, I think he'd be pretty good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right, guys crazy. are open, and he Does connects Goff, with them. Do we, do we think that Goff still relies on the horse whisperer? Does he still sure. rely on the plays called? I, if you're 39 of 51, yeah. 39 of 51 that's yesterday, that's, efficient. that screams Sean McVay is scheming this thing wide open to me because he is not that great of a quarterback. No shot he's is he accurate. accurate. He's, he's just accurate. accurate. But that's what happens when your coach puts you in these positions where you can succeed at a higher the rate. coach can't throw the ball for you. You he have scheme to scheme guys it. open yeah, all day long, and he does it. you have to throw it to them if they're they're wide open and you miss them like Wentz. They're not. You're, you're making it seem like these guys are just like insanely wide open all the time. It's really not that way. It's not to the no, level Rager, you're making Rager it seem. Was on the interception. No, well, you if you if you watch some more tape breakdowns, Look, there's a lot of people claiming, and Torrey Smith was in this offense before that that read isn't as a, what people see on Twitter with the circle around the guy. It's not the same read as what's supposed to here's happen. Here's what I know: Goff's at sixty-eight percent. I'll take my chances with a guy 68% over 58 Sure, I would love to see McVay and Wentz. Now, that's something I would love to see. You wouldn't see this version of Wentz. Hey, I, I, what I saw from Goff last night, accurate throws. Sure. Big difference. Putting the ball where the receiver can catch and, it and, and no, make a and play. And really no running game. I mean, the Rams have no running game, and they're getting it done with their quarterback. And the why Eagles is that? Just because, Jared Goff is, using it. just because Jared Goff is that great that this is happening? Or because the coach is putting this guy in such a great position and, with this And speed? their weapons are better. Sure. Their weapons, I'll, I'll take uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup over any of the schlubs that are on our uh, receiving floor I think here's the right problem. Now. We devalued Goff because we had Wentz, they had Goff, we got the better guy, you had one, we had two, we had the I better guy. I always said Goff was solid. Goff is what he is. He's an accurate thrower of the ball. He lets his playmakers catch the ball and make plays. He's not great, but he just is efficient. He throws the ball where it needs to be thrown. He puts it on the numbers. He puts it where you're in stride. He makes routine throws and he has great weapons so that when they catch the routine pass they're able to get yards after the catch you saw the number but last that's a night. scheme thing like you're downplaying what Sean McVay is doing for this guy that the catching after and making the plays afterwards that's all designed that allows that to happen that's you a don't product have that of here. a good accurate throw. it's a product of a great scheme it's a product of a good accurate throw that you catch the ball in stride, and then don't have to stop to catch the ball because it's a little behind you, or a little high, or a little low. Watch these plays again. I mean, you're the little this, little that. I mean, it's all around the league. It just intensifies with Wentz because everyone hates him at the moment. Peter? Did you guys see Andrew Brandt's tweet before I leave you? where he wrote that he said to those wanting a change of quarterback in Philly, no team has invested more in a player accounting for draft and financial resources than the Eagles have in Wentz. Yeah, I disagree Change not happening. Franchise-divining investments. Oh, yeah, I disagree that's with right, that. Well, here, here you changing, go. This was this morning. Cool. This was this morning on KJZ from Dan Graziano. 
They have to get it right with Carson Wentz because they are stuck with him. His contract locks them in through the year 2022. If they cut him this offseason, it's a $59 million dead money oh hit. God. If they cut him two offseasons from now, it's almost a $40 million dead money hit. This is a contract that says, this is our franchise quarterback, we're riding with him, and they need to get it fixed. Because if they don't, then that's an albatross around the entire organization. It's, not, it's one they're going to take years to dig out from under. And, you know, to put it simply, I'm not saying this is about to happen the next couple months, but big picture, if Carson Wentz doesn't bounce back at some point over the next year or two, everybody's getting fired. And they know it, and that's why they're continuing to stick with and work with Carson Wentz to try and get this thing right. There you go, $59 million dead Oh, money. my God. Those numbers gave chills to me. Albatrosses are good in golf. They're not good when you're talking about contracts and crappy quarterbacks. Oh, wow. my God. There you go. Thanks, boys. That was fun. Happy Thanksgiving, Pete. To you too, guys. Gil, I'll be listening to you on the radio. Do a great job for me. Make me proud. I'll do my best. Thank you, Broads. Have a great one. There's Tuesday with Thompson. Spirited PT. Yeah, he was. Now, what did he just say that you didn't agree with? Uh, Andrew Brandt was saying that this Eagles organization has put a lot into Carson Wentz in terms of, maybe I misread it, but in terms of... uh, you know, his weapons and helping him out. I'm looking for the exact tweet. All right. But, I mean, who's the best wide receiver they've had? Alshon. I'll give them Alshon. Well, they invested. You might not like them, right. but they invested in Alshon, Deshaun, you can't JJ. Say, Deshaun played three football games in two seasons. I didn't say that they worked. But well, the that's point is that they did invest in that position. They failed miserably with Deshaun That Jackson. wasn't what you said. Well, you that's said, a big part of it. I understand that, but they did make an effort to try to get him weapons. It hasn't worked out, but it's not like they said, hey, like they did in Green Bay. I found the tweet. No team has invested more in a player accounting for draft and financial resources. Okay, so he means in terms of going up and getting the guy and what they paid him. I thought he meant weapons and who they would surround him with. You look at... His receivers throughout his four seasons here, it's pretty embarrassing the list of names that he has been Well, given. because a lot of those guys have ended up getting hurt. Which is a problem. Sure, but like in Green Bay, that, that whole story in Green Bay, he has no receiver ever drafted Darren in Rogers. the first round. I don't like how we don't... I sure, I do. I think it's very valuable. Like, oh yeah, Wentz isn't Brady. Okay, well, I don't think he should ever be compared to Brady. He shouldn't be compared to Rodgers. He's not on that level, and we knew that. He's not. He's not. But That's like the Eagles aren't the Patriots. They don't have six Super Bowls. You're right. And you can't compare yourself to the Patriots. No, you don't have to compare him to that particular player. But you could say that he's closer to those guys, why not on their level, than he is to this other group of guys that he's playing with I right would now. agree with that. So that that's why mean. when you say, well, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's an well, outlier. Guess what? Carson Wentz won with Greg Ward, Robert Davis. And who they play? The worst teams in football, which plays a part of it. Sure, but you can't make that seem that if they went and played the best team in football, that it was a lock win because they beat the worst teams that year during that backstretch. It matters that that's who they played. Because you had a player in Wentz that elevated a mediocre team to be better. It's not a recipe for success with him. That's what I expect from that particular player. I think your expectations are a little too high for it. I'm sorry. I have high expectations for a guy making top 10 player money in the world. Everyone who signs a new contract gets in that range. Every single new one. But he has it right now. He's paid like a top 10 guy. Sure, he needs to play better. For sure. No doubt about it. Who's in? Who's out? Coming up.
This is the radio home for Philadelphia Eagles football. Monday night, the Eagles host the Seattle Seahawks at the link. Wilson at the gun. This will be a great. NFL team, which NFL teams are making the playoffs, and who's staying home? It's who's in, who's out on 97.3 ESPN FM, South Jersey's football station. All right, who's in, who's out? These are the 14 teams we think will make the NFL playoffs after 11 weeks in the books. A lot of close battles you look at these division races so let's get into it who's in who's out who's in in the afc east it's got to be buffalo it's buffalo bill squad i'm not ready to go i'm not ready to go on that dolphins train and i never will beat the patriots with a brutal loss houston really oof i don't know what to think about that you beat baltimore one week you do it dominating and the next week, you know, it's like the question with you, you know, you had a game plan. Why wouldn't you run that game plan? Run the ball, power run. They don't run it. Yeah, Bill Belichick, though, and, and that Patriot team, they always seem to switch things up all the time anyway. They're they're not one to stick with one game plan. They normally beat you in many different ways, but it's a lot different with Cam Newton. But, uh, but look, I'm, I'm going with Buffalo here. I think they're the strongest team of the bunch. Uh, I got Buffalo going back. I gave Miami last week because I like that story. Yeah, it was fun. Well, it lasted. That was a game they should have won, though. But I said all week I was concerned about that game. You did say that. You did say that. But they got a winnable schedule. They can still... I don't like what they did with the Tua. What's a little weird? Patrick was weird. What kind of message are you sending there? All right. North, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You got a three-game lead. Six to go. You do. Pittsburgh, obviously, winning this division. I thought Baltimore's in third place. I know. Isn't that weird? It's weird to see. Crazy. Uh, South, two, seven, and three squats. They play this week. It's going to be the Colts for me. I've made the transition from Tennessee back to Indianapolis. I started the year that way. Then they started out ugly. They lost to Jacksonville. I'm like, oh, man, what a horrendous pick. I'm going back to Indianapolis. I think this defense is going to be the difference in these two teams that battle it out. I got uh, Colts as well. I made the switch last week. I'm sticking with the Colts. So I'll go Colts over uh, Tennessee in uh, in that one. The West, any surprise? Nope. No, it would be they interesting, it. though. It w- if, if Oakland won that game. I still would think the Chiefs would win it, but that would have been twice this year. Yeah, they would have beat them twice. They would have only been one game back with six to go. Wow, that would have been really interesting. And and you know what? I thought the Raiders deserved to win that game, but Patty Mahomes late did his thing. Chiefs, obviously, with the W. All right, uh, three wild card teams. Here we go. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going Titans, Raiders, and this is where I'm in a debacle. Am I going to trust this Cleveland team to beat out Baltimore for a spot? I don't think so. I don't. I'm going to stick with the Ravens, but there's a little bit inside of me that thinks Cleveland, but I'll go Titans, Raiders, Ravens. I got Miami, Vegas. So that's the first first time they Uh, entered. No, I had Vegas last week. Oh, okay, you did. Tennessee. I got no Baltimore. Wow, that would be a shock. Just considering what we talked about in the beginning of the season and, you know. It's going to be tough, man. They got Cleveland and Baltimore still. I mean, Pittsburgh still to go. 
I think they got, you know, that division's a little bit more difficult to navigate through where Tennessee's going to get Houston and Jacksonville still on their slate. You think the Steelers could go undefeated? Yes, but I don't know that they will, but their schedule is very uh, kind the rest of the way. Right. They have. I just looked it up here. They play the Ravens. They play Washington, the Bills, Bengals, Colts, Browns. So they definitely have losable games, but they, they could go all the way. Who the hell knows? All right, go to the NFC side of things. The NFC East. I'm going to go with the Giants. Go Giants. Going Giants. But their fans don't want to win. <laughs> well, neither does Dallas. We don't have any Washington fans to ask, do we? Do you know a Washington football fan? You do? I do. Not like I haven't talked to him in years. Okay. The guy I went to high school with, I was buddies so with. So that's but. the only one, huh? That you can uh, think of? Do I know another Washington I don't Washington think I know fan? any. A guy I went to college with who I don't really like all that much. I hope he's not listening. No, he lives in Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah, there's an app. Um, what about a Washington fan? I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. I'm going Dallas. Yeah, and getting Andy Dalton back is a yep. difference. Dalton back. They have the most talent. Their they line, do. Their offensive line was brutally hurt, and now they're getting that line back, and voila, they can play a little bit more. See, getting that line back is a big help. Definitely is, and you're right. They have more weapons, and Andy Dalton could just be that veteran presence back there, but I'm going to stick with the Giants. Maybe they pull this thing out. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If, like, right now, the Vegas odds say Philly. They have still the worst return on your investment. Which is crazy because of this upcoming stretch. I would rank it as Dallas, New York, Washington, Philly in my confidence level. <laughs> I think Washington has as good a shot as any of them. Sure. No doubt. I like their quarterback more than Wentz right now. I think you I'll take about Smith anybody. over Wentz. I'll take Jones over Wentz. And I'll take Dalton over Wentz currently. I think he's fourth in the trust factor. Not the talent factor. Who do I trust the most right now? I, I can't in good conscience say that he's the guy I trust the most. I think that's a fair assessment. All right, in the north, Packers are up two with six to go. Sticking with Green Bay. I don't, you know, here's the thing. The Vikings had that little run. They fell on their face against Dallas. If they won that game, I probably would have thought about the Vikings going on this crazy run to push themselves back into things. They fell, though. Green Bay is going to win this division. I like Green Bay as well. Not sure I trust them as a Super Bowl contender, though. That's fair. In this, although in the NFC, I don't know who I trust at all. That's I mean, another great point. I got the Saints, Tampa Bay. They're playing. They're playing Kansas City this week. If they lose that game, they're seven and five. And now you're in position that those teams in the West, Minnesota wins another game. Are you questioning them even getting in? I think they'll end up getting in, but. They talked about this last night where you thought you were at least going to either win the division or be the first, like, wild card team. You're getting into an area, though, where now you might slip to, like, the sixth seed or even lower to the seventh seed. And if you're down that low, I don't know, are you a legit Super Bowl contender? They got a lot of things that bother me. That's true. I, I think with Tom Brady, though, you're always in that position to be in the sure. Super Bowl conversation. So. He did not look great last night. No, he did not. There were some interceptions. That offense was... Uh, Mike Evans, though. Head scratching. How about that first touchdown? Get off me! Well, that's because the play before, Ramsey slammed his ass to the ground. Yeah, he did. All right, in the West, Rams. You got I had the Rams last week, though. You did. I'm sticking with Seattle. I'm going to stick with Seattle. But I do think the Rams is, when I look at the Rams, they are a more complete team. 
But Russell Wilson plays a role. And we'll see what ends up happening. Rams better defense. They do. They have the best defense. They're the only Although team in that division. last game, Seattle had a strong performance they defensively. Did. They turned in the page. The we'll Rams out. are the only team in that division that have yet to give up 200 points. Well, no. If the Eagles can find a way to put up 28 on them, then there really are that much of a dumpster fire That's defensively. True. Well, the, the, the Eagles <laughs> are going to score a lot on somebody this year. You think? Although they scored a lot on Pittsburgh and on Baltimore. Two really good defenses, right. which is wild. Huh. All right, wild cards. Wild cards. Buccaneers, Rams, Arizona. There's not a lot of options on the no. NFC slate. Because the East is automatically out of it. I, I feel the North is out of it. So outside of the Buccaneers, it's almost by default. Right. It's only these three. I have Seattle, Arizona, and Tampa. Yeah, it's by default. The only other teams involved are the Bears at 5-5, five and five, Minnesota and Detroit and San Francisco are 4-6. and six. It's crazy to see the Panthers at 4-7 and seven because without seeing that, I felt like their record would – like they've had some good games, right? Like they, they find ways to compete and be in games. When I saw 4-7, and seven, I'm like, they just feel better than 4-7. and right, seven. There's a good one. If Carolina, the way they're playing and the seven, if they could get to 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs or take the draft pick. You got to go for the playoffs, no doubt. The NFC you is have your so open. Teddy Bridgewater, right? The so, NFC um, is yeah. so open right now, especially Saints. Who knows if Brees is going to be back and ready to play? Right. Well, that's what I was just thinking with the Panthers. I say you have your – I just meant in terms of your organization has your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to draft a quarterback right. in the top five. Right. What did you think of the Saints' performance with Taysom Hill? I didn't get to see a lot of it. Yeah. So, I can't really say, oh, man, Hill was – a great, you know, apparently he was pretty good. I didn't I didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of that game. Yeah, it was just funny to watch because you're, you're looking back every time he drops back. Like, he's big tight end. It's wild. All right, that's our who's in, who's out. They're the teams we think will make the playoffs. When we come back, we got the five to wrap up tonight's show. Thursday, it's a special Thanksgiving triple header. Hi, this is Westwood One Scott Graham. First, the Detroit Lions host the Houston Texans. Then the Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys try to stay alive inside the divisional race. Finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Baltimore Ravens. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. It's a Thanksgiving Day NFL triple header on 97. All right, five questions. Getting ready to wrap up the show. And don't forget, coming up next, game night. Josh has you till 6 o'clock. And uh, Reed Fowler will join him. Another quick show, man. These shows just fly by, doesn't it? Well, until either Peterson or Wentz are gone, I would imagine that that's going to continue. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, we got some random questions since there's no games. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, or white chocolate? Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, milk chocolate. I like a milk chocolate, for sure. Definitely. I like white chocolate, though. It's really good. I like a white chocolate mocha with my coffee. That's your Starbucks, speaking of coffee. I love where we just, like, randomly text now. I just send you a picture of coffee. You send me coffee. We're coffees, man. I got you a nice coffee today. How was it? Very good. Yeah. I'm like, now I think of coffee, I think of you, which I think of coffee a lot. So Last I night, I so uh, I made the, I've been making the nighttime coffee. Yeah, always. And I, you know, say to my girl, hey, you want a decaf? She says, sure. I made her the decaf. She said, 
Is this that Maxwell House decaf? I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, I can tell. Oh, so now she's starting to get the taste buds acquired. Yeah, because now I'm giving you the good coffee. Yeah. The sage, and I don't even know what it's called, but it's good. How about that? That's pretty funny, though. Good for her. She's recognizing. All right, tacos or wings? Definitely wings. I mean, I like a taco night, but... Come on. When you go taco, just... are you a hard shellsman or a soft? Yeah, hard shell. I, I like hate the soft. You hate the soft? Hate it. Wow. I like both. I like both. No. I'll go like <laughs> I'll go like three hard and a soft. Always hard shell. All right. Always. If I not a question. Not a question. I got you. I can see the intensity. If I told you tomorrow we can either go fishing early in the morning or hunting, what would you choose? Or are you are you just out on both? No, I'll fish. Yeah, are, are, are you I've like never a, been hunting in my life. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know if it would be fun or not. I don't. Doesn't appeal to me. Put it that way. My roommates in college, you know, they'd sit in the tree stand all <laughs> right. day. Right. When I went to Calgary, that's what all the guys were doing out there. It's like, I don't want to. I don't know. I know plenty of people who do it, love it, sit in the tree stand all day long. Not my bag. Yeah, it's a little I can different. sit in the boat, though, and wet a line. Me too. All day. But see, you know I'm accustomed. I can have a beer. Oh, yes, you could. Coffee Can't too do that while that. you're out in the tree stand. Right. Here Can't comes move. the deer and hits your coffee. You turn around like, dude, really hit my coffee? Oh, I love being out in the water. I'll wet a line. Not that I'm like good fisherman or yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm more but... of like the largemouth bass and the local stuff more so than like the, hey, deep sea fish. I'm going wicked tuna sure. stuff, you know? But yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> All right, your toilet paper. You might not think about it, but are you an over or under guy? I don't use the toilet paper. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think we even had this discussion. Yeah, I'm a before. Cotton Ellsman. Okay, that one just gets thrown out the window. Yep, definitely Cottonelles. Haven't used a <laughs> thing of toilet paper since Moses wore I love pants. it. I love it. Are you a blackjack guy? What's sure. your favorite casino game? Uh, I like craps. Okay, it's a fun game. Oh, yeah. You can, get, you can go down a rabbit hole playing craps. All right, and this is our last question. It's pretty random here. Do baths skeeve you? Baths? Baths. Oh, like sitting in the bathtub? Does that skeeve you? I no, I never thought about it because I haven't taken a bath since I was like tw- two. I'm with you. I was going to say 12. Jeez. I haven't taken. Ah, you probably took one when you were 12. No. Yeah, it's a, it skeeves it people. Skeeve like you're me. sitting in your own filth. Maybe throw a bath bomb in there, have a coffee, light some candles. Nah, I don't have a problem with the thought of it. I saw someone put on their Instagram story the other day. They had this thing that was in their bath, and they were working at home with their laptop on the thing in the bath. By the way, the Sixers have signed Ryan Brokroff again. A second time, he is back. More details on our website, 97.3ESPN.com. We're back tomorrow. Game night's up next. Have a great night, everybody.